0: Hello, all you lovely souls who revel in embracing life just as I do. This is Nirja Malik and you are welcome into my world of I Embrace. And what do we intend to do here? We delve into the many layers and shades of my life, exploring resilience, positivity, strength, and the inherent fun and laughter that lies deep within each of us. Interludes from my own exciting and adventurous journey, my personal battles. And victories that have brought forth innumerable lessons in my life. It is these learnings that I place on a golden platter with utmost humility for your personal consumption. Newness. What does newness stand for? When the word newness comes to mind, it's like the budding and blossoming saplings and seedlings. Newness, the rising new moon. Newness, the rising sun. Newness, excitement. I remember when we were children, any festivity when we got the new clothes, the new Mithai, the newness of everything. We celebrated in our youth and childhood every possible festivity, regardless of whether it was Hindu, Muslim, Sikh, Christian, Diwali, Christmas, whatever. And how can one not feel the same for the new year? So my darlings, my beloved souls, my listeners, I wish you a very happy, very wonderful, very joyous, very abundant, very healthy new year. Let us ring in the year 2024. And strange, isn't it, that my twins have been born? In our episode, and we shall continue from where we left off. Because everything in life is connected, as are the episodes, as is the love between us, you, my listeners, and I. At last count, Lalianti had landed at the nursing home. I had extracted a promise from her to be there when I delivered the twins. She regretted that she had to leave for Chennai in a few days, but promised that she would meet me as often as possible. And what happened? The eventful 5th of July, 1990, after one Whole month of inhabiting the Elizabeth Nursing Home, I was rushed to Breach Candy, where the twins were delivered. And Lali Auntie, true to her promise, came to meet me. It is so strange. She was shocked to find the room neatly swept, swabbed, smelling of dettol. The mattress rolled up and the room bare and empty. Her heart sank as she turned around and went rushing to meet someone who could tell her what had happened. Thankfully, she met my sister, who let her in on the news, the good news, the new news that the twins were born, and what had transpired since yesterday morning when she had come to meet me. And now, Another story, my beloved husband. The other important thing that happened was that Mandeep, a frequent visitor to Mumbai to keep tabs on me and the emergence of the twins, had returned to Chennai on the 4th of July. The World Cup <laughs> kept him occupied overnight and all attempts to connect with him telephonically failed Miserably. Finally, my family connected with my friend Kavita. Remember the one who stayed over when I was going through all those disastrous events in my life when the fetuses were supposed to be aborted? Well, the very same Kavita was connected with, and she went over to our home. Woke up the household and informed Mandeep that I had gone into labour and had been rushed to Breach Candy Hospital for a cesarean operation. He obviously got the first available flight to Mumbai. By the time Mandip arrived at the hospital, Shivani and Siddharth had already made their much-awaited appearance at 8:27 and 829, respectively. His first priority was to visit me, hold me in his arms and ensure that my mental, emotional and physical well-being was intact. Having satisfied himself on that condition, he then followed the twins to Jaslok Hospital to set his doting eyes on them. And you know something? He returned with a very bewildered and confused expression on his face. I questioned him. What was troubling him? And his reply pretty much shocked me. He replied that we have a very violent daughter. Perplexed, I looked at him and asked him how a newborn weighing only 875 grams, could possibly be termed as Violet? He then mentioned that of her own accord, she had yanked out the feeding tube attached to her nose, and the nurses were left with no other option but to bandage her fist like that of a little wrestler so that she wouldn't be able to repeat that action. He further added that she could not keep still for a nanosecond and constantly moved around in the incubator, as a result of which either a hand or a foot would find its way of sticking out of the small window of the machine. As regards her twin, he seemed to have an inborn capacity to sleep through everything and displayed a total indifference to all that was happening around him. And there were two peas in a pod, my dancing dervish and my detached Buddha. I love what they see. We see the same moon, don't we? So though the twins and I were in constant separate locations, an invisible bond linked us together over both time and space. The twins were never left alone. Guardian angels in human form were perpetually present outside their preemie ward at the constant beck and call of the doctors. These caring and concerned spirits were relatives, friends and even their respective children who enthusiastically came forward day and night to lovingly keep vigil on the two of them. It was time for me to join them at Just Hospital, where a new set of challenges emerged. Considerately, my room was on the same floor as the preemie ward, as frequent trips had to be made by me to feed them. This, too, posed many problems, and eventually, on my insistence, the twins and their incubators were shifted into my room, much against the doctor's wishes. And it was here that I was exposed to a hint of how my future would unfold. My two would show diametrically opposing behaviour traits, Shivani shrieked like a howling banshee and Siddharth maintained a deafening silence like the Lord Kumkaran that made me fear that his speech and hearing was possibly impaired. Based on this worrisome fact, I made my family invest in a multi-hued rattler which I then utilised with great fervour to get a response out of him this noisy activity was of no avail, other than giving the administrative staff an added reason to send us home the way they expressed it was that the constant human traffic from the elevators directly outside my room made the twins and i vulnerable to contracting innumerable infections. So that is how they excused themselves and got me off the property of their hospital. In our preparation to bid adieu to the hospital room, the twins were picked up from their respective incubators. Shivani adjusted quite happily, curiously absorbing the world around her. But Siddharth's eyes popped open wide. He looked shocked at this apparent onslaught on his privacy, opened his mouth and let out a loud and blood-curdling yell. It then dawned on me that the incubator must have had a cocooning effect that induced the silence in him all the while. Tears of joy rolled down my cheeks as I held them warmly in my arms and crossed over the threshold, my heart beating excitedly at the concept of stepping into our new world together. We left the hospital behind and it was amidst much love and pampering, that I was received at my sister's home, with my parents in attendance and a new life was about to begin. Necessity, they say, is the mother of invention. And my mother has been endowed with the capacity and capability of creating anything out of nothing the innate quality gifted generously by the Almighty Supreme One. Both arms blissfully holding my bundles of joy and the mind focused only on their comfort. I gave no thought to the space that we were to inhabit for an unknown length of time in the near future. Imagine my surprise when the family welcomed us into the preemie room set up so impeccably by my mother's indomitable, loving and caring nature. She had willingly sacrificed her beloved antique Kashmiri walnut card table for a makeshift counter for the children to be attended upon. That is where (laughs) the nappies were changed. And after a bath, they were cleaned and powdered and... I mean, I think my mother would have had a sinking heart seeing that table being used in this manner. But she loved her grandchildren so very much that even if they shat on it, I'm sure, she pretty much would have taken it with a gentle smile. (laughs) The rest of the furniture consisted of an enormous double bed, a large cot, divided neatly into two for them and a single green seat sofa next to the window meant for the purpose of feeding them. My darling angelic mother had thought of every conceivable necessity of ours and executed it to perfection. My sister and her husband had willingly given up their master bedroom and had made a makeshift arrangement for themselves in their three-year-old daughter's room. As soon as I entered this space, a deep feeling of relaxation, comfort, rest and security engulfed me as I let myself sink weightlessly into the bed Simultaneously letting go of all I had endured over the past many months. Here I must make a mention of this quality of letting go. Thankfully, it comes to me with great ease and comfort. It is so divinely simple to let go of things that trouble us shatter us, torment us physically, mentally, emotionally, and yes, definitely, sometimes spiritually too. And in this room, I found my peace. I found my harmony, and I found my release. My mother had tenderly picked up one of the twins while the other was taken over by the professional nurse that had been appointed to look after the special needs of my little ones. There were two of them, and both had very distinct characteristics. And no, I'm not talking of my twins alone. I'm talking about these nurses. And both of them came in starched white uniforms with stockings, white shoes, with caps dressed to the hilt. They were also retired from the armed forces. So they came in all their professional, official feelings, comforts, and uniform intact. We fitted slowly into a daily routine, where the room was not swept, only swabbed to prevent dust particles from floating freely in the air. The fan and the AC were never used so that the body temperature of the twins could be maintained. Life sometimes is placed into a format of a graph with researched statistics being followed to a T. But my twins refused to adhere to fitting into any common framework. They, my tiny little old souls, broke all records and beat all milestones. Their necks were meant to be limp, but miraculously, these two from the very beginning had their heads held high and the two constantly reminded me of the movie character E.T. extraterrestrial (laughs) with the alert movements of their heads while their necks were ramrod straight. (laughs) However, they resembled wizened old human beings whose ear flaps were unopened and gray and their abdomens were distended and their arms and legs delicately slender as that of two long and thin HB pencils. There was never a dull moment. Adventure-filled, it became a habit for me to see-saw between heights of joy and depths of anxiety. The twins could not be fed directly by me as their mouths were very tiny and the expressed milk was fed to them via a small spoon. Sometimes, Shivani, the smaller of the two, would even choke on the curdled milk and would have to be lifted into the air, held by the feet and lightly smacked on her back to dislodge the earring piece. In extreme circumstances, she was even given artificial respiration to revive her. Siddharth, however, on the other hand, showed me the other side of the spectrum. He was less troublesome. Having happily guzzled his feet, he would more often than not sleep through the entire hullabaloo like the good old, as mentioned earlier, Lord Kumkarat. My father, an absolutely disciplined man, had a self-imposed rule of not holding the babies till they were 40 days old. He, my niece and the maids would make frequent trips to the room restricting themselves to only opening the door, peeping in and sending their blessings through love-filled twinkling eyes and beaming smiles finally the 40th day dawned and the twins and I emerged out of our seclusion into the haloed space where we were going to be welcomed by keep of heartfelt praise and gratitude towards the Almighty God that I must admit has been a very deep and enduring part of my entire family, a sense of deep heartfelt gratitude to the one above. And it doesn't matter what is put in front of us. Everything is imbibed with a feeling of acceptance and Whatever comes forth, we know deeper than us that it is for our own good. My heart beat excitedly at the prospect of my father, sister, her husband, my niece and the maids setting eyes on my twins for the first time literally in proximity. The rule was that till the 40th day, the only ones that were allowed in was my mother and the two very, very professional and official-looking nurses who had a 12-hour duty, one in the morning, the other in the night, and they would alternate as it suited them. There was an air of joyous festivity as the unconditional love flowed from all present, dotingly embracing the two little ones into their lives. The joyous feelings in that room gushed forth as if from an erupting volcano and spread, engulfing the whole wide world. With tears flowing down our eyes, this historic moment was hidden away as a precious treasure in the albums of the memories in our mind. My mom, her heart bursting with grandmotherly pride, had invited a few relatives from both our families to share this momentous occasion. The proud grandfather on his part, with happiness writ large on his face, tenderly picked up the twins with a beaming smile. The women, gathered around eagerly wanting to set eyes on the newborn babies, were taken aback and shattered to see how very tiny they were. Having overcome their initial shock, they gingerly picked up the twins and blessed them abundantly. And then the quizzical question popped up. Were there clothes tailor made for the two of them? My sister laughingly informed them that those were all the clothings collected from the dolls of her friend's daughters. Nothing else would fit them. They could easily both of them fit into one shoe box. Life always balances out. The love fell in each and every bursting heart present, was within no time changed to an unfathomable dread. The twins started vomiting and I burned from within with a raging temperature. The elements were obviously highly sympathetic to my cause as Bombay was deluged with a massive downpour and the roads were totally flooded. Dr. Badami, who owned a diagnostic clinic, had to part ways with his stranded car on Gough Parade. He then rolled up his trousers, covered his head with his medical briefcase, and found his watery way to our home. Samples of blood taken strongly advised that I be given not a forehead or a foot or a hand-cold compress, but one that covered my whole body. Ice was immediately procured from Harbour Height, buildings A, B and C. My room started resembling a miniature pond with water dripping off the huge towels soaked in buckets of ice cold water which were continuously slammed across my body from top to toe. This brought about involuntary, reflex screams from the very depths of my tortured body. I cannot call it my tortured soul. Shattered by this onslaught, on their tender years, the twins shrieked in unison, inconsolably in response to my pained cries. My mother, who sat at the head of my bed, was given the task of continuously patting my cheeks to ensure that I was kept awake. With a temperature of 105 degrees Fahrenheit, if I fell asleep... I could very well have slipped into a deep coma. I was very much a part of the turmoil within the premy room. Along with my mother were my sister, her husband, our maid, my father, his brother and the nurse. Their worried looks and focused concentration on the job at hand of soaking the towels, removing them, Squeezing them and applying them on my hot body spoke volumes of what they were going through. Meanwhile, the space outside had been converted into a little war room where gynecologists, pediatricians, GPs and even a cardiologist closely connected to the parents assembled together to jointly break their heads to bring about a solution to this emergency situation. They were all there with a common purpose in mind that emerged out of a concerned commitment going beyond a doctor-patient relationship. The doctors had, from very close quarters, seen my difficult journey unravel before their very eyes and this compounded with their deep respect and regard for my parents made their presence imperative regardless of the time of day or night. There are several things that have occurred in my life in the past which though they have seemed insignificant then have gained apparent significance later on. One of them was this Every time I visited my friend Kavita and her neighbor happened to be around she would hold the palm of my hand in her hands and put enormous pressure in the center of it with her thumb sometimes her nail would also dig in causing me excruciating pain any other lesser mortal would perhaps have shrieked in agony but not i i would take it up as a challenge and not allow her to even catch a single muscle twitch on my face in reaction despite her intensifying the pressure with further ferocity a deep heartfelt gratitude emerged from my very depths At a lesson learned from this instance. And what was it? It taught me how to take up a pain as a challenge and overcome it with the sheer phenomenal force of mind over matter. And this mind over matter has gained a lot of importance over the years Over the decades to show itself in different meanings that are attached to whatever I'm going through and however I do deal with the situation but my darlings more later as we come once again to the end of a wonderful episode of my remembrances my memories and the fact that we have stepped into the new year with hope, love, joy, happiness and health. God bless each and every one of you listening in and all your family members from the very depths of my soul and together may our love, may our prayers, may our blessings overflow, so that they can reach different corners of the world and heal it and make it harmonious for one and all. I embrace isn't just about my journey of conquering cancer. It's about embracing life in all its entanglement and beauty. Remember, in this journey of life, you are never alone. And I need to thank you for becoming a part of this inspiring journey. Thank you for joining me today on I Embrace and my heartfelt wishes. Stay resilient. Stay positive and most importantly, keep embracing life in all its glory.